Hello, and welcome to Birth of Family Church Podcast. We trust that you'll find an encouraging word to strengthen your walk with the Lord. And if you're visiting the area, or if you're looking for a good church home, come check us out at birthedfamilychurch.org. There you can find our location and service times. Thanks again for tuning in. God bless. Father in heaven, I thank you for this message this morning. I know I need it. I used to watch a TV show called What's My Line? And there'd be two imposters and one was a real person. And the other two persons were doing a good job of lying. That they were, the, they were the one. But Lord, there was only just one who was the one. And at the end of the show, the announcer would say, Will the real person please stand up? And then surprisingly stood up this one person that was the real one. Yes. Father, help the real me stand up this morning who I am in you. That person that you have made with your own hands. Help me to see myself as you have made me. May each one of us begin to see that we're just like you on the inside. I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. And so I began to see that morning Oh, I understand why I'm having a hard time with the Bible. It's not talking about this guy on the outside. Because it would would tell me, you know, who I was in Christ. And I, I would look at my behavior. I would look at my failures. I would look at my mistakes. I would look at that fallen man, this man on the outside. And I go, that's not me. But he was talking about who I was on the inside. Hallelujah. Go go down to John 3, Big John, you know the gospel according to John. Go to chapter 3, verse 3. And we'll see somebody that was having the same problem I was having. His name's Nicodemus. How many of you know that the challenges that you and I face, everyone else faces them too? Yeah, right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. You know, it's funny how we'll have these thoughts that, you know, you're the only one that's like that. Really? It's not true. We all have all the same challenges, all the same obstacles, all the same things we got to get through. Amen. Amen. He comes to Jesus at night, so he's kind of, he's kind of comes to Jesus, you know, on the down low, you know. (laughs) Didn't want anybody to know that he was there seeking this guy. And uh, he asked, you know, he starts talking to Jesus, you know, like he would with some guy down the street, you know. What's up, you know. (laughs) And and here comes Jesus in verse 3. He says to Nicodemus, 
He says, except a man or a human being be born again, he cannot see or enter into God's kingdom. And so, how many of you know that everything that God tells us in the Word of God, His purpose, His motive, His intention is to help us? Because you know, God doesn't need anything. So everything that he's going to say is not for his own benefit. It's to help us. And part of the things that he says to us, we recognize who we are. Because the guy in the mirror is not you. And the guy in the mirror is not me. And so he's telling Nicodemus, he's saying, you must. saying to him and he's thinking it he's thinking about it on a natural plane and that's where we miss it too many times we go to our intellect we go to our reasoning we go to our you know our history and things we've experienced in the past he says in verse 4, Nicodemus said unto him, how can I be born when I'm old? I could just imagine the, the mental gymnastics he was doing trying to figure out can a man or a person enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Now Jesus I wouldn't be surprised he kind of kept him there for a while, you know, as he was freaking out, trying to figure it out. But Jesus, you know, having compassion on him like he does us, he helps him to understand. He says uh, in verse 5, he, he says it again, except a man be born of water, everybody say water, water. and of the spirit, Spirit. Notice that we're born of the water and of spirit. This spiritual birth that you and I can experience freely is, it is manifested by God's water and God's spirit. Now, I, I don't really have time. This isn't Bible school. I can't go in and, and, and tell you all that this represents. But just understand that the water here is not water baptism. It's the washing of the water of the word. Amen. See, we're born of a spiritual seed. We're born again by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. And so the water here that Jesus is talking about is this, the word seed, the, the word of God. 
And then the, obviously the Spirit is the Holy Spirit. So you've got to be born of the Word and you've got to be born of the Holy Ghost or you cannot. Do you see that? You cannot. When God says you cannot, that means that it's impossible. That means that there's no other way. A lot of people have problems with that. I said a lot of people have problem with that. Well, I want to go to heaven my way. Good luck with that. Hope it works out for you. But Jesus is saying that according to spiritual law, this is the only way. Amen. Amen. That's, that's not being hard on us. It's just telling us the truth. I mean, you'd rather have the truth than some, some line, you know? Amen. I want the truth. Amen. And then he explains that there's two separate births that you and I have experienced. He says in verse 6, he says, That which is born of the flesh is what? Flesh. So the guy that I'm looking at in the mirror is the part of me that was born of the flesh. The son of Robert A. and Ruth Naomi Conover. They're the parents of my flesh. Amen. And so this guy I see in the mirror, guess what? That's the part of me that was born of this world. But then he says that which is born of the what? The spirit is what? Spirit. And this is the birth that Jesus is talking about. It's not a natural birth. It's what? A spiritual birth. And that's why he's saying that your spirit has to be reborn. It has to be recreated. Actually, it needs to be raised from the dead. Or we'll not see God's kingdom. So we understand that salvation is a spiritual birth. It's a what? It's a spiritual birth. If it's a spiritual birth, then it can't be obtained by doing something natural like being a good person. Now, don't don't get me wrong. Good works are a good thing. I practice them every once in a while myself. But that doesn't, our good behavior, our good works, our godly uh, behavior does not create a spiritual birth. Because he says that which is natural is natural, that which is spiritual is spiritual. So a spiritual birth has, has to be obtained spiritually. And we obtain spiritual things by believing or through faith. Amen. So understand that salvation, I mean, you know that there is a salvation, right? We, 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 are, we are lost, we are fallen creatures, right? Because we were born into a sin environment because of our parents, Adam and Eve. They allowed darkness to come in. We were born in this darkened environment and we got separated from God. We, we've been fallen from God by virtue of our inner man is fallen, and so we need 
salvation. We need to be saved from that state of being spiritually separated from God. And because we are fallen creatures, we can't obtain it by ourselves. You can't save somebody when you're unsaved. <laughs> right? And, and I can't save myself. And so since everybody of this earth is, is of that fallen state, God had to send his own son, who wasn't fallen, to be a man. So he could pay that price for you and I. So salvation, receiving Jesus as our Savior, is a spiritual birth. It's, it's, it's the act of our heart, which is spirit, receiving what God has given to us freely, just accepting it and receiving it. And what happens is that gives permission. Remember, we just talked about, you know, putting a pencil in an envelope. To give God access. It's the giving our life to Jesus that allows him to give his life to us. There's always an exchange with God. We give him what we are so he can give us what he is. So salvation, receiving Jesus as our Savior, is a spiritual birth. That is that person that you can't see. That person that you can't feel. Your inner man. The Bible calls it the hidden man of the heart. Is actually resurrected. And becomes a brand new recreated spirit. Or what Jesus said, born again. Go over to 2 Corinthians 5.17. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Now, this verse in the 17th verse of chapter 5 of 2 Corinthians is describing this person, this eternal spirit, that has just asked Jesus to be the Lord of their life. And this tells us who they have become. This tells me what I have become. This is one of those scriptures that I struggled with before realizing that I was a spirit being. And it says here in 2 Corinthians 5, 17, it says, Therefore, if any man, and, and most of the time when you see this word man in Scripture, is talking about mankind. And mankind is both male and female. Amen? So he's saying that if any person, any human being be in Christ, and this word in Christ is just that one individual, it's, just, it's that person that has invited Christ into their heart and that he's come in and they've experienced that spiritual birth. Any man that is in Christ, so that's talking to every Christian who has received Jesus as their Savior. What does it say that he has become? It says that he is, or this human being now is, what? A new creature. 
or a new creation. When, when you and I invite Christ into our heart, we, we, we open the door of our heart and we allow him to come in and to be our savior. What happens is that the Holy Ghost comes in to our spirit and resurrects it. You and I are actually raised from the dead, spiritually speaking. And God doesn't give us a patch job. It's not like we're a piece of furniture that gets reconditioned. No, we become brand new. Just like a, a, just like a, a natural birth. That baby that you hold in your hands, I'll never forget that our first child, David. And you know, I just, you know, we candy coat, you know, what our kids look like at birth. You know, oh, my baby was so beautiful. Well, mine wasn't. My son, it took, it took, uh, Pastor Marianne took her over 24 hours to give birth to this hunk. I mean, he had a head that was the size of a bowling ball. And that was her first child. Don't think about it too much, but it was, it was, it was rough. And when he came out, you know, because he was in the birth canal for so long, his, his, his head was elongated. Remember the cone heads on Saturday Night Live? That's pretty close to how my first child looked like. And his face got so rubbed up, he was beet red in color. And he was so wrinkled up, he had like 12 wrinkles on his forehead. You can barely see out of his eyes, they're all puffy and everything. And he was ugly as a mud fence in a, red, in a rainstorm. He was ugly. He looked just like me. But you know, there was an innocence about him. He had no past. He, he's never done anything wrong. He hadn't pooped his pants yet. <laughs> right? And there he is. And that's how you look to God. When you accepted Jesus as your Savior, you became a new creature. And it goes on to say that you have no past. Old things are passed away. And behold, that just means look. All things now are brand new. And so that's why I was struggling, because the Bible was telling me, hey, you're brand new, you don't have any past. And I'm going, we don't have a past. I remember all those things I used to do. He was talking about who I was on the inside. No past. No past. No past. Say this, because of Jesus, when he came into my heart and I confessed him as Lord, I became a new creature. My past was removed and all I got is future. Amen. You're there in the fifth chapter, right, of 2 Corinthians? 
just stay right there and go down to the 21st verse. So, since our hidden man is exactly that, hidden, what does it look like? How does God see me now? Because he's not looking at the outward man. Do you know that when God looks at you, listen to me right here, right here, this is a good one, right here. You know when God looks at you and when God looks at me, he's not looking at my behavior. Too many times we judge others by what? Their behavior. Their behavior is not them. When God looks at you and when God looks at me, he looks at the person on the inside. The the person that he's made. He didn't make your flesh. Not everybody on this ball of dirt is a child of God. I don't care what religion says. Oh, we're all children of God. That's not what the Bible says. His children are those that have received and accepted his son. And have been born into his kingdom. Didn't Jesus say that himself? You can't be in my kingdom unless you're born again. We could go all sorts of ways right there, but we ain't. Where where are we? 2 Corinthians 5.21. Look at this. For he being God made him who is Jesus to be sin for us who is you. We need to take scripture and make it personal. When you read John 3.16, it does not say for God so loved the world. It says for God so loved me. It changes that verse completely. See, you're not just a speck on the earth in, in the midst of seven and a half billion people to God. No. He sees you face to face. Yes. For goodness sake, even the hairs on our head are, count, are numbered. He knows them. He knows every cell in your body. Amen. He knows everything about you. And because he knows you that well, he's already made available to everything that you'll ever need on the earth. Wow. He is mindful of us. It says that God made his son to be sin for you. Jesus actually took our place on the cross. Jesus took the punishment that you and I deserved on the cross. He made Jesus become sin. Meaning that his spirit, his inner man, became fallen just like ours was before Christ. And he was separated from God. That's why he said on the cross, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why have you left me? Why why am I separated from you? Because he took my sin. He took my place. But now check this out. Do you wear your shouting clothes this morning? What are shouting clothes? It's when you get excited about the Word of God. Come on now, if you can't shout in church, where can you shout? 
Amen? If you can't shout in church, if you can't be happy in church, if you can't be joyous in church, or as Paul says, if you can't dance in church, where else can you dance? Glory to God. I'm looking for the day when we loosen up enough to be dancing around in this place. Glory to God. I didn't stop dancing. I just changed partners. Here we go now. It says that we have been made. Now, this is talking about that spiritual rebirth. This is talking about you. This is what happened to you. This is who you are now. It says that he has made you, what? To be the righteousness of God as a new creature, as a born-again believer. Amen? Now, I can remember a time where I would read verses similar to this and this one as well, and I would see that it called me righteous. I go, you know, in my mind, I didn't say it out loud. I go, that ain't true. Got to think about all the mistakes I made that day. Anybody ever make a mistake after receiving Jesus? All of us, right? All of us. Now, some people say, well, how come? How come I'm still making mistakes? I heard someone say, just think that just now. If I'm righteous, how come I still make mistakes? Because we make decisions from our outer man. We make decisions based on our intellect. We make decisions based on our feelings. We make decisions based on our emotions. Anyone ever here ever get angry and do something stupid? Well, guess what? You followed the outer man. If you and I had been following the inner man at that time, we would have gone, walked away. That's why it's so important for you and I to recognize who we are in Christ. The more and more that we identify with who Christ has made us, the less we're going to be yielded and directed by this outer man. And we'll find out there'll be days that'll go by that you'll never do anything wrong. Yeah, I do. (laughs) I've even done it. I went through a whole day without having to tell the Lord I was sorry about something. Well, how, how'd, you, how'd you pull that off? Well, I did my best to follow who I was in Christ. And I treated you like Jesus treats you. Amen. We're doing some meddling now. This, my book, his book, it says that you and I are righteous. When was the last time you and I called ourselves righteous? When was the last time we went to prayer and we said, Lord, I thank you that I'm righteous, therefore I know you're going to answer my prayer. Because the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available. Yeah. 
Well, we, we, we need to get over that, huh? We, we need to start doing that. Because when he looks at me, remember I told you before, when he looks at you, he doesn't look at your behavior. He looks at you and sees righteousness. He looks at you and sees you completely free from sin. He sees you as his handcrafted creature that's brand new. Without any tainting of sin. Because if you're his offspring and he doesn't have sin, then you, as being his righteous child, you have no sin. And when we start seeing ourselves that way, things change. And I don't mean like, you know, right away. This is something you and I have to work at. Because we're in a world with a bunch of fallen people. We're around them all the time. And it influences us. So we gotta, we, we got to work extra hard to see ourselves from the reflection of his word. We'll stop looking at ourselves from the mirror going, you know, that's me. We replace it with looking in the book and see what he says about us. And we say, no, this is me. Amen. All right, we'll look at one more scripture and we'll go home. Anybody believe that? We're going to try I want you to see something that I believe is going to challenge you and I. You want to be challenged this morning? But let's, how about we look at how God sees us? And now what my mother-in-law says about me. Huh? Or what my neighbor, right? Hebrews chapter 12. Going down to verse 23. And, and here you see this word to, T-O, in, in the King James. It, that just means that this is who the Holy Spirit's speaking to. I'm speaking to the general assembly. God, the Holy Spirit, speaking to the general assembly and church. Everybody say church. And when you see this word church, don't get so hung up, you know, that, you know, that building's a church, that building's a church. Look at the word church as the body of Christ. Because that's what, that's whom we've been baptized into. We've been baptized into the spiritual body of Christ. That's what water baptism depicts. Amen. And so we're now one spiritual body. Jesus is the head. We are the body. So he says, I'm speaking, we can say it this way, uh, the Holy Spirit said, I'm speaking to the body of Christ. And it says that we are written in heaven. Your name's in the Lamb's Book of Life, right? And I'm speaking to the God, the judge of all. And, and, and check this out. He says, and I'm speaking to the spirits. Notice he didn't say I'm speaking to the bodies. I'm not speaking to the mind, the emotions of an individual. I'm speaking to their spirit. 
and, and the Holy Ghost is calling them just men. That doesn't mean they're only men. That word just there means righteous, justified. You've been justified. How? By what Jesus did for us. Amen. You are then just men or beings of the human race made what? How did he make us? King James says perfect. Kind of getting quiet. In this, uh, in this building this morning. Do you know that when God looks at you, he sees perfection? Remember, I was holding that mud fence in a rainstorm. And, he, you know, even though the outer man was beat up, you know, through childbirth, he was perfect. 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 And when God looks at you, that's what he sees. Well, why does he do that? Because that's who you are. You're his creation. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. You're brand new. And guess what? You're perfect. You're perfect. When was the last time in a very secluded spot and place that you called yourself perfect? Now, you don't call yourself perfect because, you know, you're so good and you're, you did this and you did that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the perfection that God made. When I say that I'm perfect, I'm talking about that's how he's made me. Amen? Amen. Well, that'll kind of, you know, get you to stand up a little straight. Yeah. Knowing that you're righteous, that you're a new creature, Amen. and that you're perfect. Because that's how he made you. Amen. Now understand this. That this relationship that we're talking about with God is available to all of mankind. Not just to Americans, not just to churchgoers, not just to goody two-shoes, but it says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. But in order to have this new creation, in order to be righteous, in order to be perfect, the one who makes perfection has to come into our heart. Yes. Amen. Remember it says in Revelation, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. Well, he's not knocking on a physical door. He's knocking on the door of our heart. Amen. And he can only come in unless I open my heart. And receive him in. And so there may be someone here this morning. Now you know about Jesus. You may even have been a church goer or are a church goer. And you got a Bible and you got baptized and you've done this and you've done that. 
But do you remember the moment that all of the world stood still for a moment and you asked Jesus to come into your heart? Do you remember that moment? Have you done that? And if you haven't done that, you can do it right now. Some people say, well, why do you do this in a public setting? Isn't that hard for people? Well, yeah, I guess it is. But I noticed that Jesus didn't die on the cross privately. He did it publicly. And also notice Jesus said, you know, if you'll publicly confess me as Lord in heaven, I'll confess you before my Father. And so there is something to say about not being ashamed of Jesus to receive him as your Savior in a public setting. And there may be some watching, you know, on Facebook or, you know, from our website this morning. What about you? I know you're, nobody can see you, but he sees you. And he remembers when he put your sin on Jesus. And he's been... He's been looking to this moment in time where you would would just stop what you're doing and accept Jesus into your heart. This opportunity is available to you too. Amen. So go ahead and just bow your head because this is between you and God. And this, when you bow your head and close your eyes, this kind of puts you in a position where it's just you and God. And I've already asked the question, I'll ask it again. Are are you 100% sure that Jesus is in your heart? Do you remember that moment that you asked him in? Do you remember being completely washed and cleansed and made brand new? And if there's even just a hint of I'm not sure, you need to take advantage of this. Don't let this moment, this opportunity go by because this is really the only moment that you have control over. You don't know what's going to happen later on this afternoon, much less tomorrow or the next day. This is your opportunity right here. God God told me to do this for you. So if you want to accept him, it's just as easy as receiving a gift because that's what it is. You don't deserve the gift, but guess what? He's giving it to you freely as an act of his grace. So this morning, if you, if you want to pray a prayer of just acknowledging that you believe in Jesus, but, but you're going to take that next step and you're going to ask him to come into your heart to be your Lord. If you want to pray that simple prayer, then put your hand up right now so I can see it. Just put it up, okay, I see that hand. Who else? You'd say, yeah, that, that's me. I see that other hand. Okay, that's two people. You can put those hands down. Anyone else? You say, you know, Pastor, let's get this right. Let's get this right. Let's get this knocked off the bucket list. Let's receive Jesus. Let's get ready for eternity. Let's receive all that Jesus has already purchased for me. Anyone else here this morning? We've got two. Anyone else? You join these two. What about you out there watching in TV land? whether you're on Facebook or whether you're on the website. Maybe you're just watching us by your phone. Are you one of those? This is your time. This is your opportunity. The Bible says that today 
is the day of salvation. It doesn't say tomorrow or next week. It says today. And as I said before, the reason it says today is because this is all you have the power over is right now. Get ready. I'll have you pray that prayer with us if that's you. Anyone else? While heads are bowed, eyes are still closed. Well, what about you, you that uh, you've been a closet Christian? You've been kind of, you know, living the world's way. And all along the time that you've been doing it that way, you just know something on the inside is kind of scratching on the inside, knowing that he had a plan for you. You know, this morning would be a good opportunity to kind of get that right. Some people call it rededication. I just call it refreshing your commitment to Jesus. And what that'll do for you is it'll, it'll cause you to make a mark in the sand saying, okay, this is how I was, but I'm, cro- I'm putting a line in the sand. I'm crossing over. I'm going to start doing things his way. I'm going to give him more place in my life one step at a time. And, and as you do this, he's going to completely erase how you've lived, however long it's been. If that's you this morning, put your hand up. You can, you can pray that prayer with me this morning if you want to do that. Don't be ashamed. Okay, I see that hand. Anyone else? Anyone else? Okay, I see that hand. Anyone else? She says, you want to, you, it's time. It's time to start getting some things right. It's time to start giving him more place in my decision making. It's time for me to, to receive all he has for me in Jesus. I got two hands up. Anyone else? You want to have this prayer prayed for you. That goes for you out there too, watching on your electronic device. So while heads are still bowed, eyes are still closed, if, you're, if you want either one of those, you want me to pray either one of those prayers, just stand up where you are, right there where you're at. Stand up. Don't be ashamed. Just stand up. Don't think about it. Just stand to your feet. Come on, there's one more that was here. Raise their hand. Go ahead and stand up. It'll be okay. And if you're at home watching or wherever you're at on that electronic device, just stand up. Just stand up. Well, that seems corny. Yeah, but you're doing something towards him. You're making a step towards him. And that's invaluable. Okay, anyone else? Just stand up. Even if you didn't raise your hand, but you just know you want part of the action here. You want in. Anyone else? Anyone else? I got three people standing. Anyone else? Don't miss it. Don't let emotion hinder what your heart on the inside wants to do right now. Obey the inner man. That's your first step in living the life that God wants for you. Stand up now in Jesus' name. Okay, you who are standing, just look at me. Just you who are standing, just look at me. Just walk right down here. We're going to pray. We're going to pray a prayer right here. Amen. Anyone else that you know you're supposed to be down here, come on. Now's your chance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, JL, for coming and playing. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This is the most important thing that we can do is make a step towards him. That tells him that you mean business.
that tells him that now he has permission to begin helping you and assisting you in a greater way. And, and your past is going to be erased. That means from this moment forward, if you have thoughts about things that you did and you start feeling guilty, you say no. Because right here at Birthed Family Church in, in uh, January, January 19th, 2020, when I came forward, all that got erased. stops in this moment right now and now he's got you he's got you he knows you're listening now and now he can speak now he can shine light onto your path and he can give you more steps to take the Christian walk is just taking one step at a time not making wholesale changes just making a step at a time and before God, I'm glad I took that first step. And you watching, you're going to repeat after us right here as we're doing it, and you're going to receive everything that these people are getting here. Let's have everybody in the congregation stand up. I want you guys to repeat after me. All of us, we're going to do this together as a family. You guys here just put one hand towards heaven because that's where it helps And you sent him to take my place, to pay the price, to resolve the debt I owed. I believe that Jesus not only died on the cross, and on the third day, I believe that you, God, you raised Jesus from the dead. Therefore, he is Lord. And he is Savior. Right now, as an act of my will, I say, Jesus, be the Lord of my life. I receive you now. And I confess, and I confess Jesus, Jesus, you're my Lord. Therefore, I'm now saved. I'm now a new creature. I'm now righteous. I'm now perfect. Because I'm your creation. I receive it, and I have it now. And Father... I rededicate my life. Forgive me, Lord. I've been doing things my way. Really hasn't got me to where I want to be. So I'm coming home. Jesus, forgive me. I missed it. And you said if I'd confess my sin, you'd be faithful and just. To cleanse me and to make me right with you. I refresh my commitment to you, Jesus. I've taken the first step this morning, but I'm going to step towards you every day now. 
Thank you for receiving me. Thank you for forgiving me. I'm free from condemnation. I'm free from guilt. I'm in right standing with you. Now just raise that other hand and say, thank you, Lord, I got it. I'm born again. I'm forgiven. I'm in right standing with the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory, glory to God. Amen. Now just look to your right there and you see that short lady over there, Sharon, just going over, just going over with her. She's got something for you and uh, we appreciate you. Let's, uh, let's give the Lord a thanks. Amen. You can sit back down. I'm speaking to you guys out there on your electronic device, wherever that might be. Now, I'm, I trust that you prayed that prayer. And you know, because of what just happened is, is a spiritual transaction. The environment that you're in right now has nothing to do with it. You don't have to be in church to do business with God. You just had an encounter with God. And you either confessed him as your Lord or you got your life back on track. You've, you got your, your past washed with the blood of Jesus. And I'm saying to you right now, those things that held you bound, I say in the name of Jesus, you are free. Because whom the Lord sets free is free indeed. I say you're free right now and you can live for Jesus. Just keep taking those steps. Keep your nose in the book. Start seeing yourself in scripture, especially the epistles, because those scriptures were written to you, born again people, right? Everywhere else in the Bible, they weren't born again. It's just in the epistles that God was living inside of them. So those are the, the scriptures that will reveal who you've become in Jesus. And it'll tell you what you have and what you can do. And I'm telling you, it's awesome. It's awesome who he's made us. It's awesome what he does through us. And it's awesome what we have. Amen. Amen. And understand you can get a hold of us anytime. We'd love to hear from you. If you need help, if you need some literature, whatever you might need, just, just make that need known so we can hook up. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, God is good. I said God is good. Now we got to get used to this. I said, we got to get used to this, seeing people saved in our services. We got to get used to people coming back to Jesus in our services. There's no, there's no greater miracle. There's no greater blessing that any person can receive than to have a living, vibrant relationship with Jesus Christ. It just doesn't get any better than that. Amen. So uh, bring some people with you to church.